17, ah, ah, ah. 18, ah, ah, ah. 19, 19, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, 19 is the magic number. The Ducks still don't have a regulation win after 19 games. How did we get here? We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Let's just hit the music, get it over with. Your Locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You hear that? Even the crickets are chirping at the Ducks special teams right now. Hi, everyone. Jason J.D. Hernandez here from Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I've been covering hockey for over a decade. Thanks for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms. You know, I've been the host of Locked on Ducks for this is my fourth season covering this team. Never before have we seen a Ducks team this bad, and that includes the 2020 season. So when you talk about a team that's teetering on the brink of historically bad, you know that it's that bad. But we'll talk about that streak in a little bit. First, just a reminder, this podcast free and available, yada, yada, yada. Twitter, it still works, sort of. My personal Twitter's at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. We're just going to roll with this. <sighs> Two losses in a row at St. Louis. Saturday's game was really bad. Saturday, the Ducks allowed St. Louis to score the first four goals of the game. It got so bad that John Gibson had to leave after a couple periods, and we saw Anthony Stolarz in the third period. So I think the less we talk about Saturday's game, the better, because the Ducks just got off to a horrid start. I guess the only good thing was that second line actually had Mason McTavish on it. Yay. McTavish centering a line with Vetrano and Strom. That was fine. The first line. Henrik Zegras-Terry, still clicking. Uncle Rico did get a goal in this one. The always handsome Adam Henrik scored his sixth of the season. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, that happened to be on a power play. Oh, but guess what? The Ducks had another power play goal. Cam Fowler scored. And guess who got an apple on that one? Adam Henrik. Yay. So at least the Ducks power play sort of worked in that game. Hooray! Uh, so did St. Louis's. Yeah, St. Louis scored on their power play. Tori Krug scored. It was a 6-2 final score. I mean, that Zegris line was okay at times. St. Louis did do a decent job of trying to neutralize that top line. And they did that on Saturday. They did that again on Monday. And St. Louis really did a great job of zeroing in on Troy Terry, especially. Because Terry did not get that many great quality looks on Monday's game. Terry got a bunch of good looks on Saturday's game. Five shots in total. And a couple of them very good. Trevor Zegris was the main focus on Saturday. Troy Terry was the main focus on Monday. And I think if you're opposing teams, if you can neutralize even one of those players on that line it pretty much stops working I know I just gave 
you know, basic strategy to like all the other opponents. But outside of that first line, what do the Ducks really have? Not a whole lot. Saturday, we didn't see it. I mean, there was two power play goals, but that was it. Even strength was not that good for the Ducks. Monday's game. They decided to go 11-7. Yeah, because that's worked so well so far this season. I mean, look, I'll be honest. If it wasn't for John Gibson, the Ducks would have allowed like 8 or 9 goals on Saturday. Complete opposite on Monday's game. Because Cam Fowler was caught flat-footed to start the game. You know how long it took for the Blues to score? You ready for this? 11 seconds. It took the St. Louis Blues 11 freaking seconds to get a 1-0 lead, a lead that they would never squander. So they had the lead for 59 minutes and 49 seconds of the game. Ah, If you think that sounds bad. (laughs) Cam Fowler got flat-footed on a couple of sequences on Saturday's game. And I think one of those goals, he got burned by uh, Buchnevich on Saturday. This one, he got completely burned by Akari. I, I don't know where he was those first 11 seconds, but he was nowhere near playing competent defense. Sorry to say that. At least the Ducks kind of got it somewhat close-ish. Kind of, not really. At least Monday was somewhat competitive. It didn't really matter. Yeah, they outshot the Blues for a lot of the game. And they even out-attempted them for a lot of the game. And it was tied 1-1 to for a while. Until that third period. And the third period is when I think all of Duck's Twitter went from zero to pissed off very quickly. Because there was a particular power play at the first maybe 7-8 minutes of the third period where there was absolutely no movement on the power play. Everybody stood still. Cam Fowler, you know, stood still. Trevor Zegers, Troy Terry, like they, they all stood still on that power play. St. Louis zeroed in on Zegers. And he did telegraph a couple of those cross-ice passes. And one of those was completely intercepted. Look, St. Louis, they had a breakaway opportunity. Shorthanded. Luckily for John Gibson, that puck just kind of rolled off. But that would have been embarrassing if the Ducks allowed a shorty again on a power play. But it didn't matter because just a few minutes later... Justin Falk scored on a power play goal that would wind up being the game-winning goal for the St. Louis Blues. That was pretty much it. It was 2-1 to one at the time. St. Louis would get an empty netter from Nolachari. 3-1 to one was your final score. The Ducks have lost three in a row. They are stuck at 11 points after 19 games, which is good enough for last place In the NHL. Not just the Pacific. Not just the West. Worst overall. 32 out of 32. We'll talk more about that loss. And we'll talk about the streak. 
Redux after the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, then you'll want to listen up because right now, Locked On Ducks listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for half off. This is their biggest offer of the year. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why Simply Safe Home Security offers half off their award winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. And when you have your Simply Safe Home Security system ready, then you know that you have the best defense unlike the Anaheim Ducks right now. So Simply Safe was named the best home security of 2022 and has the best home defense still unlike the Anaheim Ducks. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to create to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real. So you can get priority police response. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we recommend. Once again, get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. This is their biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. The Ducks are in the midst of a long streak that I talked about recently. I put up a graphic. I had to update it. We'll talk about that in a quick second. <sighs> Two losses in a row to the St. Louis Blues. They have the New York Rangers next. The Rangers are a very good team. The Rangers already beat the Ducks earlier this season at Madison Square Garden. This could be painful, folks. The Ducks, as of right now, have gone 19 games without a regulation win. That column is still at zero. So let me direct your attention to my right, your left. You'll see a little image pop up right about... Now, you see that? 19 and counting. Now, one person did say, you put 17 and counting thinking they were going to lose. Well, yeah, they did. Still counting. The Ducks have gone 19 games without a regulation win and counting. That ties the 1999 Calgary Flames. Top of that list. The 2017 Phoenix Coyotes. Ah, freaking Phoenix. Because of, cor- because of course it's the Coyotes that have this mark. I mean, was there any doubt it was the Coyotes? I mean, this is already... You know, I, I know I say this half-mockingly, but it's a poverty franchise. And for the Coyotes to have this record is kind of fitting, isn't it? I don't think Ducks fans want to share that record, and they certainly do not want to break that record. That Coyotes team went on to lose a metric crap ton of games. 
and didn't even get a number one pick out of that. In fact, if I remember correctly, I don't think the Coyotes even got a first round pick out of that. Oh, why was that? Why was... Oh, because they broke the rules. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, that was the year they broke the rules. They tried to tank and they couldn't even get a first round pick out of it. Gosh. Well, (laughs) I mean, no one's accusing the Ducks of cheating right now. No one's accusing Anaheim of any kind of shenanigans, except for maybe tanking. But even then, I mean, the Ducks are trying. Somewhat, they're trying. And still a bagel on that list. So, I mean, I'm just going to leave that graphic up for another couple minutes, just for prosperity's sake. Because, just look just look at it. Look at this. 19. That's a big number. Imagine going that many games without a regulation win. I mean, yes, all of their wins have come in overtime or a shootout. And at least there's been a couple of memorable wins there. But, gosh, to only have 11 points. As of right now, the Ducks are on pace to have a 46 point season let me repeat that 46 points for the entire season it feels like New Jersey and Boston are already almost at 46 points and the Ducks are on pace to get that for the entirety of the season that that could be some historically bad numbers well maybe not historically bad we're not talking 1970s Washington Capitals But even the Capitals didn't have a streak like this. Only the Flames, the Coyotes, and now the Ducks. And those were bad teams. Neither of those teams came back to make the playoffs or even close to that. So, there you go. Alright, let's let's swipe that away. Get Get that off my screen. So, what's next for the Ducks? They have the Rangers. I'm going to be honest with y'all. They're probably going to lose that game. New York is very good. So that would put this week at 20. Who's after that? The Ottawa Senators on their traditional Black Friday afternoon game at the Pond. Well, the Sens are pretty bad. I mean, if the Ducks have any, any realistic chance of winning a game in regulation, that's the game. Against the Ottawa Senators... On Black Friday. Aside from that. I I don't know if I give the Ducks. Much of a chance after that. To really get a quality victory. At this point of the season. I don't. And as I've said before. It is absolutely time to just embrace. The tank. It's been. A long time. Since the Ducks have been good. Um, Not a long time. It's been five years. We're five years removed from the Ducks being in the Western Conference Finals. Remember that? Remember 2017? The Ducks were in the Western Final against the Nashville Predators. That seems like much longer ago. But, you know, time is a weird construct in this post-COVID era. That it seems like much longer ago. But that's how long it's been. After Ottawa... Who do you have? You have the Kraken. They could beat the Kraken, but the Kraken are actually doing pretty decently. They're hanging with the Los Angeles Kings in the standings, for crying out loud. 
Then you got a game at Nashville. Yeah, no. How about the game at Dallas? Ah, yeah, right. Although John Klingberg will get a nice reception on that game. Then at Minnesota, at Winnipeg, Carolina. Okay, the Sharks, they could beat the Sharks in regulation. It, it's bad, folks. It, it's so bad that I don't think I want to talk about this by myself for much longer. So, you know what? I'll, I'll bring someone else on. We'll try to make sense of stuff. Because this is, this is tough. All right. Second intermission time. Let's talk about betonline.net, which is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to hockey and even soccer and esports. Yeah, it's World Cup time, man. Oh, and if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix if you live in a state other than California. <laughs> oh, those props. Anyway, head to the website today to use your mobile device or your laptop to learn more. Bet Online is where the game starts, and Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. And by that, I mean gamble responsibly. And maybe don't put your money on the Anaheim Ducks right now. Be responsible, folks. Yeah. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Locked on Anaheim Ducks. They're terrible. I'm J.D. Hernandez. I have a guest with me. This is Sarah Avampado. How's it going? Your team is so bad. Yeah, they are. Would you like a fact that I just saw? <laughs> sure. I mean, it's 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 more of a Gulls fact than a Ducks fact. But I feel like if you're looking at the franchise as a whole, let's add this one. Oh no. Um, uh, your goaltender in the AHL, Lukas Dostal, has faced the most shots out of anyone in the AHL. <laughs> of course, he has the most shots. The most shots out of any other goalie. Yes. That seems appropriate because the Ducks have given up the most shots in the NHL this season. Yeah, so like father, like son. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's terrible. Yeah, so good luck to all y'all. Wow. I, I didn't even realize that. Thank, thank you for that. You're welcome. Thought, thought we'd really start out on a high note <laughs> oh, here. Oh, yeah, just, yeah. just e- even further. Yeah. <laughs> so, those Blues games. Yeah. Yeah, they were bad, weren't they? I, laughably. I think I even referenced you in a couple of tweets. Because you couldn't believe that the Ducks special teams were that bad. I mean, they're real bad. My actual favorite part of the game was turning it on a little bit late and you going, I bet the Ducks are behind already. Sort of like half-jokingly. And we're really at like 45 seconds late. Like, the game had just started. Uh, and you turn the game on and they're like 15 seconds in and they're already behind. Like... <laughs> That's like the Anaheim Ducks experience, I think, is like, and like the the other game against the Blues, I felt like every three seconds that stupid goal horn was going off. The goal horn, the organ. Yeah. Yeah. It was real bad. 
Yeah, I I know you're not a fan of St. Louis. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're just kind of like going, like, just be honest, like, you're not a fan of St. Louis. No, but, no. like, that's a whole different podcast. Yeah, we'll save that for another time. <sighs> At least Monday, they were competent for some of the game. Like, the first period was good. I mean, like, aside from getting scored on immediately, I feel like they, they figured it out after that and had a really good first period. But then, like, it, it's like that when a team has a lead and they take their foot off the brake and sort of coast the rest of the way, except the Ducks didn't have the lead. Right. They just coasted anyway. Remember that list that I made? I, I, I made a list of all the times... That the Ducks blew a lead late. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they didn't even get to the point where it had a lead. No. They just blew it. They just blew it. Yeah. I mean, at least it wasn't within three minutes, but it may as well have been. Yeah. It was within five minutes. Sorry, Ducks fans. Still bad. I bless your hearts for watching this on a regular basis. Yeah, seriously. Like, you know what? To all the Ducks fans watching this, like... It takes a certain intestinal fortitude <laughs> to talk about this team for four years. It takes something entirely different to try to somewhat sugarcoat how bad they are. Unless they just have, like, a stupid loss, then you'll hear me go off. I mean, that's your problem. You're too nice. So, what? Should I just, like, yell at the ether? No, don't yell. Don't that's, yell? That's... Yeah, I, I have a dog right here. Yeah, and we've already got enough angry sportsmen. Yeah, that's true. But. That's not my style, anyway. You don't have anyway. to be nice. Yes, it is your style. Yeah. You don't have to be nice about it, though. <laughs> Gee, thanks. From someone who covered the Kings through all of her years of badness, like. That was not bad. Yes, that was were super me- bad. That was mediocre. They were super bad. There was a difference between mediocre They had a number two bad. draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be pretty bad to get one of those. I feel like talking about Quentin Byfield could take half an hour because I also do cover the American Hockey League and I've seen the last couple of weeks of Quentin Byfield. That could be a whole other thing Yeah, that's altogether. not this show at all. That's not this show. No. I mean, it only kind of was when the rain played the goals. Right. And Byfield looked awful in that game. He looked bad. He's recovering from non-COVID. That's true. That's true. They said he's sick, but they won't say what it is, but they said it's not COVID. <laughs> but. Who knows? Who knows? So you got a number two pick out of it. Yeah. Wait, no, the Kings weren't even the second worst team. Whatever. They were still they were, ba- they were bad enough to get the lottery spot. They were like the eighth worst team. Whatever. Not my problem. Oh, uh, lucky ping pong balls. Yeah. You know what would suck the most out of this? It would suck if the Ducks just had the worst record and wound up with a number three pick. That's like the Detroit Red Wings, Red Wings story, isn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the Red Wings just had a couple years where they could have had the number one pick and just failed at it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter because they got some good picks out of it. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. And this draft is deep. And you've got some, like, you have good picks already. Like, Mason McTavish is doing things. Like, if he's utilized properly. Well, again, that I mean, that's that's a whole other episode of the podcast, a, a like special edition, why Dallas Eakins is bad at his job. Like, that's a whole other episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a good AHL coach. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of guys get, like, should be there and 
They go, they go up and they shouldn't be. Um, if you, you, most of you have no reason to keep up with anything that I am doing in the hockey world, but I've been doing episodes of the Calder Farmstead, which is an AHL focused show. And we were talking about the head coach of the Coachella Valley Firebirds, um, which is um, Dan Bilsma, who was the coach of the Penguins. Yep. Uh, and not a great NHL coach. Fine at the AHL level. He'll do yeah. fine with Coachella Valley. But, like, he's exactly – he needs to not fail up anymore, which is, like, what happens in the hockey world is you get to a certain point and they're like, ha-ha, let's – Put you up to the next highest level, but only you're bad at it. Well, not everyone can be a John Cooper. I mean, he's just the most anomaly of anomalies. Not everyone can also be a, oh, God, um, Bednar. Yeah. From, oh, God. See, this Colorado? is like, this is personal memory for me because I happened to be in Cleveland in 2016 when the Lakery Monsters took out the Ontario Reign, won the Calder Cup, and yeah, just memories of that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. But like, not everyone can be those guys. Right. Like, that's the Dallas Eakin story of he should be back down. Yeah. Let, let's let keep it honest. There, You're right. There are some coaches that just absolutely belong in the A. And that's fine. Not everyone needs to be the head of things. Like, yeah. it's okay. I mean, you, you saw the lines. Like, they, it was baffling out there. You know. It's like he just threw darts at a board. That that's what it, it has felt like that at times. It really has. I mean, if that's all it takes to be a coach, like sign me up. <laughs> they make millions of dollars and they just make it up as they go along. That's totally how it works, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, that first line is easy. I mean, like you in under no circumstances should that line be broken up. Right. I mean, well, they're the only line doing anything. It's true. They account for well, like I mean, 70% of the offense. What ends up happening is they break them up to try to spread out the offense and then you break everything. That never works. No, it doesn't. But teams you, do it you've anyway. You've seen that in the Los Angeles organization. Yeah. You've seen that tried yeah. well, and failed. Yeah. I mean, they just can't do offense in general. So Wasn't that the Willie Desjardins kind of way to do th- I'm sorry, yeah. but it was. Yeah. I mean, it was super that like... Living in Chicago, I see a ton of them. That was absolutely like the Joel Quenville strategy of I'm going to break oh, these guys wow, up. That's right. Pittsburgh does it. Like every team does it. Of well, we have this one line that's really hot. We need to jumpstart these other guys. So let's you know here have an Andre Kopitar or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't necessarily. Every so often it'll work. Or like Daryl Sutter putting um, uh, what's his face, um, Huberto on, <laughs> Huberto the, on the third, third line. line. Yeah, because you got to get him going, which is like the most Daryl Sutter of Daryl Sutter things to pair your superstar with Trevor Lewis. <laughs> and Trevor Lewis already has four goals. Of course he does. Cause like, he's, cause he's perfect. In the last like three weeks. American hero, Trevor Lewis. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I mean, fans, if you're watching this, first off, if you live in SoCal, Kings fans will say the American heroes, Trevor Moore. Sorry. Well, Thousand Oaks native. Trevor yeah. Moore. Well, he Trevor Lewis was the original, though. Okay, fine. I'll give you that. Remember that year he played for like Team USA. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. But you know. I I, I remember what happened. It, it you know two Trevors enter, one Trevor leaves, and now we just have Trevor Moore. Yep. That doesn't mean anything for twenty twenty six though, or the next World Cup of Hockey, whenever that is. Never. Never. It was supposed to be this year, or this coming year, but 
No, it's dumb. No. It's dumb anyway. No, that's a whole other topic yeah. that I might save for when the Ducks are invariably eliminated from playoff contention. So, like, two weeks from now? Oh. You know, you made that joke before and it still hurts. You're welcome. Ay, ay, ay. I feel like we could talk more about just, like, how bad the Ducks are right now. Bad. Bad. Sorry. I like Trevor Zegers. He's cool. Oh, I love Trevor Zegers. Like, I love that top line. I mean, you love Adam Henrique. Yeah. I just I just don't want the Ducks fans, especially, like, new Ducks fans, maybe, who, like, haven't listened to me showing up on this show, like, whatever, 90 times or whatever over the past, like, three years. Um, I just want you to know that, like, even though I, you know, come from the Kings side of the world, like, I think Trevor, I think Trevor Zegers is neat. And, like, I won't say anything mean about him because he's neat. He is. He's very definitely one of the faces of the NHL. And, you know, Trevor Zegers does not like paying for, you know, car repairs. (laughs) Gosh. There's the downside of your team getting marketable new young players is they suddenly have to start starring in just the most stupid commercial. Like, Chicago still for, like, the past 10 plus years has these dumb car commercials that's like, drive what Taves and Kane drive. And like, it's so stupid. Like, I'm sorry, Trevor Zegers, for what they're making you advertise. I mean, all of auto insurance does follow my locked on account. I'm just saying. Yeah. And I think. And I think they're great. Yeah. You think that, that yeah, that's the important part. Also, you could have told me that before I made fun of them on your show. Sorry. No, actually, no. All, all of it's cool. You know, there's other... Well, <laughs> there's others that don't follow this show that are worse. <laughs> yeah. At least Trevor Zegers has a little puck, you know, movement on that commercial. I mean, he he's perfect. Yeah. He can't act, but that's okay. <laughs> I think he could act. Hey, Chell. Oh. Hey, no, if... Okay. No, that commercial's so bad. We're gonna, we're gonna watch later this week. We're gonna watch the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. And I'll show Sarah the Trevor Zegers episode that he does a fantastic job acting on. Is he playing himself? He is playing himself. Well, there you go. (laughs) Look, Mighty Ducks has a history of having NHL athletes Mm -hmm. on their movies, Mm -hmm. TV shows, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think Zegers does a great job. Yeah. And I think... Max Jones does a great job. And I also think Troy Vetchkin does a great job as well. Yes, I leaned into it. You're welcome. See, she she started this. She started the Troy Vetchkin thing. Technically, in, no. technically you, you started it by giving me the data with which I could form the Troy Vetchkin hypothesis. That is true. I gave Had you, you never I, given me numbers, I wouldn't have been able to tell you the first thing about Troy Terry. You know so what? this is actually your fault. You know, I'm, I still think Troy Terry could get a 90-point season. Where 50 of those are goals? It's possible. Well, maybe at least 40. Okay. But I could legit see a 90-point season, which would be a shame that it'd be wasted. Well. But, you know. Welcome to being a bad hockey team. Yeah. Some lean lean months ahead. Yeah. There's, there's no hope, is there? Uh, is there a reason for hope aside from the draft? Like, at least three other teams from the Pacific fall off the face of the earth. Surprise, sudden, mid-season re-divisioning. Like, and suddenly, like, 
Vegas is in the central or something. Oh, that'd be, that'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, but I mean, there's your hope is like something catastrophic happens. And then the Pacific has like two teams and the other one is the coyotes who aren't even there anymore. Yeah. But, they're like, gone. Um, that, that, that's, you, you got to pin your hopes on that though. Yeah. All right. I mean, I and don't... otherwise just watch clips of Connor Bedard. Yeah. He's real good. He is. He's real good with McTavish. Yeah. It'd be fun to see those two again. Yeah, World Juniors is coming up. Yeah, in a month. Yeah, so, like, just watch Connor Bedard and, like, reach out and, like, touch your screen wistfully as he skates past. Connor, we we want you to come to Anaheim. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. Yeah. Good luck. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, good show. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. All right. That's it? Sure. Sure. All right. That's our oven pato. Yo. Um, She is the current co-host of the AHL Calder Farmstead podcast, mm-hmm. which we have to mention because Sean was just on the show recently. Mm-hmm. He See? was on with me the last show. Yeah, you got like two for the price of one this week. Yeah, so you got Sean, the previous show, and mm-hmm. Sarah on this show. Yep. He talks like numbers and stuff. I talk vibes. <laughs> you know, it actually was really cool having Sean on because he did point out which goals should go up. And... We at least agree on Rocco Grimaldi. Yeah. Yeah. Rocco. Is he still just on an AHL deal? <sighs> yes. That's a whole other podcast. Oh. You know, you know that gif where Elmo is looking down like, oh. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. Rocco should have gotten an NHL contract. Yeah. He should be with the Ducks. He could help them. Yeah, well. He could. Guess what? He's doing well in San Diego. Yeah, that's important. That is. He was like a point per game last time I looked. Yeah. Yeah. So good for him. But the Ducks could use his services big time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. So you can check Sarah out on the Calder Farmstead. Mm-hmm. Here for the vibes. Yep. It's fun times. Anything else you want to promote or? No, I'm good. No? You can. I'm on Twitter as always at right said Sarah. W-R-I-T said Sarah with an H. Um, yelling about stuff. Um, but yeah, mostly listen to the Calder Farmstead. We talk about eight different AHL teams every week um, from all across the country. So you get a good idea of what is going on uh, everywhere in the league. Yeah. Talk about the goals sometimes too. Yeah. When, every, whenever they come back in the rotation. Yeah. Every four or five weeks. Something like that. Yeah. I can't do math. Yeah. So it's a good time. Yeah. I'm on Twitter. I'm at StimpyJD. Mostly waxing poetic about... Music. I don't know. What else do I talk about on the personal Twitter? Yelling about the Ducks. No, I do that on the Locked on underscore Ducks Twitter, mm-hmm. which you should also follow mm-hmm. at LO underscore Ducks. They're awful. But on my personal Twitter, what have I talked about even? I don't know. Um, I talk a lot about music. Yeah. That's fun. Um, talk about the Junior Reign. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned on here. I do public address for the Ontario Junior Reign. They had a couple thrilling victories recently. A little too close. Including a game with 93 penalty minutes. That was fun. <laughs> Go kids. Yeah. And, yeah, everything else under the sun. All right. Cool. Cool. Yep. All right. Good show. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Um, go ahead and click the subscribe button if you're on YouTube. If, if, if you like this podcast, we're locked. 
I'm Locked On Ducks. If you didn't like this podcast, um, we're Locked On Devils. And <laughs> I'm not going to say anything more. Thank you, Sarah, once again. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully you come back again this week and talk more vibes and whatnot. We can make fun of the Ducks when they lose more. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On behalf of Sarah and myself, for Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to all the Ducks fans out there because they're suffering. Also be kind to actual Ducks. Yeah. And Ducks fly together. Hong Kong. That's communication.